Hi, Village Gamers! Welcome back to another episode. All of us are finally here. No COVID, no sickness, no other commitments. We are back with lots and lots of gaming news and sometimes new backgrounds and new cameras or other issues as Adam hinted to. Lots to talk about as usual. October is going to be a very busy week in terms of gaming. Lots of gaming events. I was just telling Antoine, the week of Halloween in, in, in parts of the world is the week of the Paris Games Week. There's BlizzCon that week as well. We'll try to bring you some of the best stories from there. Probably a little bit late, but still like in a timely fashion for village gamers. Before we get started, though, I should say that before, we're going to get started with Antoine first today. So Antoine, what is your first story? All right. I'm going to talk about the rumor, and I insist, uh, insist on rumor, of Titanfall 3. That's not a brand new story of this week. This has started about two weeks ago, and I didn't want to talk about it two weeks ago because exactly of what it is, it's, it's a rumor, right? And I'm a big fan of Titanfall 2, which you can play for free on Game Pass, that I really advise you to do. And we had this rumor on Twitter and things like Respawn Entertainment is working on Titanfall 3, and not only working, is planning on releasing on October 27th. As far as rumor, rumor goes, this one I don't believe at all because even if uh, a game is badly marked, releasing it, releasing a game in two weeks without anything at all, no trailer, no no media, nothing on Game Rent, on GameSpot, absolutely no noise at all apart from a couple of uh, tweets which are not official. Yeah, you can take this with a grain of salt with a big one or it's October 27, four or five or things like this. This would be more believable. Respawn, in case you need a refresher, it's Apex. It's much more recently, it's Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which had a few technical issues at launch and then they worked for the past three months in releasing patch to fix the game. Now they are completely done with it, right? Fair enough. Indeed, it could be that Titanfall 3 is our next series revival, IP revival. It could be. That means that it's going to come out this week. I'm extremely optimistic about it. But if it does, you're going to see me jumping everywhere around the house, of course. And yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about this, because we talked about this before. Some people hang on rumors. Oh, it could be. And if it, yeah. And the thing is that if it doesn't happen, then everybody is very sad or we were expecting something and we didn't get anything. And even if nothing was official, I'm still disappointed. I'm trying to avoid this as much as I can. But then you put Titanfall on the table and I'm like, oh... If only it could be true, I'd love this. Truth is, in the future of Respawn, we know that they're already working on three Star Wars games. That's a lot on that table. And uh, Star Wars Survivor, despite all the little issues they could have been with Survivor, they were still good games with a massive franchise, which makes a lot of money. So between this and taking Titanfall out of the closet, that's why I'm taking it with a grain of salt. And the thing is, Titanfall is something that people don't really know. And I'll tell you why, simply. Titanfall 1 was no single player. Only, uh, it was an Xbox exclusive, only multiplayer in 2014. They were ahead of that time, because honestly, there's not many games which work like this apart from MMORPG. Maybe Nintendo Splatoon worked a bit like this, but that was much later. Xbox, 
online game. Maybe there was Halos, but they are coming on a big franchise and there was a, a single player campaign as well. Titanfall 1 was an experiment and it didn't work. But it's in a setting which could work because it's a space opera. If you like Mass Effect, if you like Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever, this is exactly where you are. I didn't, I talk about the, the name of the game. I didn't tell you what it is. Of course, you must know what it is, but it's a first person shooter in a mech, but it's not Armored Core as, at all because your mech is synchronized with you. So sometimes you play in the mech, sometimes you're next to the mech. Whereas, so basically, you're a, a guy like a Halo first person shooter with your big robot fighting next to you. Uh, you have to synchronize in some uh, battlefield. In Titanfall 2, the map design was fantastic. And with all of this, why Titanfall 2 didn't work much, and that's what happened, right? It didn't work very much. And the reason is because it came out in 2016 between Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which was mandled with Modern Warfare Remastered, and Battlefield 1. It was sandwiched right in between. So when you have so many good games coming at one, why would you go on a, on a franchise which did an exclusive online-only video game. That, that's why Titanfall 2 didn't work very well. And I have known it thanks to the Game Pass, because free on Game Pass, and I played it, and I was like, where has this been all my life? It's a very good game. And then when people start talking about Titanfall 3, they say, yes, of course, it's an excellent game, especially if you have some very good mic design, because the combat is is very cool. The settings is fantastic. Space wars, colony wars, stuff like this. It could be, and I think it should be, an excellent game, which with respawn experience and hopefully better marketing, they could make it work. They could really make it work. Now, is this rumor true or not? Is October 27 true or not? Would they make it really for Halloween? It's not really a horror game, right? It's a mech fighting game. Hey, yes, uh, of course. Just let me shoot the elephant in the room. There is nothing official. Everything coming is unofficial on Twitter and everything. So that's why two weeks ago, every YouTuber was like, yeah, Title Force 3 is coming back. The week after, is like, hey, finally, maybe not. And yesterday, was like, hey, it's really coming back. No. I've never said a thing. Let me remind you that. So with this, what do you think of this rumor? And do you know Titanfall? So Adam, actually, yeah, I played Titanfall right. too. Yeah, Bill and I we used to play Titanfall too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I would be very suspect. I'm looking at the the trailer here, and I'm like, okay, nothing. If I'm, I don't think this is footage of anything from Titanfall. This is just uh, like a fan-made trailer because I'm looking at it and I'm like, there's nothing in here that says Titanfall to me. None of the guns are iconic. They kind of have helmets that look like the pilots from Titanfall, but not exactly. The ship design is very different. And then I was looking at it and the more I think about it, I'm like, I think this is just somebody took footage of something else and then just slapped a Titanfall. And put a respawn logo. And, uh, yeah, I was like, the Titan honestly, yeah. thing, they have a big mech, but it doesn't even have arms on it. That's so weird. It doesn't look like it's piloted. Yeah, no, I don't think it'll come out on October 27th. That's way too short. Somebody would have said something by now, I think. That'd be amazing uh, if it did. But then, yeah, also, I, I think that would be just extremely foolish to do because given how... A lot of people that have played Titanfall absolutely love it, but it's 
I feel like that would be a really big mistake to not market that and just to do a stealth drop like that. Because if you did, mm -hmm. you're not going to have those players at the beginning. And these kinds of games are designed for multiplayer. And if you are surprising people like that, you're not likely to get that big influx right at the beginning. You're going to get people coming in haphazard as they hear about it. And yeah, I, th I think that would be extremely foolish. Next year would make a lot more sense to me as well. But uh, yeah, I don't think that they're working on Titanfall right now be just because Apex seems to be dominating the Titanfall universe and what they want to do with it for the moment. At, at the same time, just let me remind you quickly that thanks to Starfield, No Man's Sky has made the best sale months ever. Yeah. <laughs> because Starfield has promised so much on exploration and, and fighting and stuff like this and disappointed a lot of people. Not Korean, of course, but... Uh, that a lot of people turn to other games to feel the adventure. And No Man's Sky isn't great. And in time of uh, fighting in the stars, yes, you will have Space Marine too soon. <laughs> but but yeah, Titanfall would fit the beat really, really well. So, But you're right. This trailer really feel like a man-made and a fan-made story with someone putting the Respawn logo onto there, with Titanfall 3 with the three slowly going back in the backdrop. That'd be fun. What do you think, Korean? We have to move on. Did you enjoy it? Because we have a hard stop at 10 10 30 p.m. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Okay, yeah. okay. This, this this discussion could have continued at another day, unfortunately. Alright, and story number two. I need seven stories for seven long form pieces of content. Alright. So we have to keep going. Alright. So for yeah. me, I'm going to be talking about Silent Hill Ascension. So Silent Hill Ascension is a TV show, basically. Uh, you can watch it for free, and you can either watch it live or you can watch it later. Uh, I believe if you pay, you can get uh, a higher resolution kind of version of it. But basically, this is going to be very similar to Black Mirror and Bandersnatch, where people, you watch the show, you can go and you can then you can vote, and then that'll depend, that'll determine what's basically going to be coming up next in the story. And a lot of people are confused because it seems that you can pay for stuff. So there is a pay for votes, I guess, in a way or something like that. So a lot of people are concerned with how it's going to go, you know, where you can you pay to watch the show and then you have these microtransactions, which are going to allow you to tweak the vote or tweak the story in a bit. And that's going to change it down the line. So if you're a big Silent Hill fan, definitely worth checking out. But uh, yeah, just be aware that you don't even have to vote live. You can, after the show comes on, you can go and you can vote. And then there's that time before the next episode comes in. So yeah, if you're a Silent Hill fan like me, then this is something worth keeping what do you an eye think, on. It's intriguing. I'm wondering what you can vote for because I can see this kind of show, interactive show, basically. When we were kids, there was Carmen San Diego. We could vote or oh, that was more questions. Anyway, interactive show. I'm all for it, uh, but I see that well for adventure, right? But for Silent Hill, which is basically horror, the point is to surprise you with you don't know what's happening in the fog and what you what you actually vote on. Because I... if you vote on how the story is going to go, then you're not surprised anymore. So it's not really as horrific as it should be. I think it's right? like, for example, maybe similar to the decisions that you would get in, say, a Telltale game, where it's like, oh, do you want to help this person or do you want to help that person? Do you want to... Do you want, for instance, if you're in a situation and you're there's a person, do you want to 
try to go to the school for sanctuary or do you want to run to the church for sanctuary? That sort of thing. So I think it's uh, where the episode will end on a cliffhanger and then it says, okay, what direction do you want the characters to move in next? And you don't necessarily know what's going to happen once they get there, but you can choose, you know, where they're then, heading. Then I would say, yes, it could be great if Baldur's Gate, your choices matter. Because many games, you have many choices, but in the end, it's little tweaks and it's just mesh into a main arc. Anyway, Baldur's Gate, when you make decisions, it tweaks into tens of different branches and your endings are, or stories are very different depending on the choice you make. So there I'd be interested if the choice you make really matters because especially if you pay for it, if it's just a little tweak, the scenarists were lazy and say, yeah, we go to a church first, but no, you could have gone to a graveyard first. In the end, it's just uh, the order of events and we're going to catch up the, the red line after. Intriguing. Interesting. Let's see. I'm not yeah. a big Silent Hill fan, but I like the concept. Yeah, it's all CG, so I guess they have some options of what they want to do there. But yeah, it's one of those things where, like in Baldur's Gate, you can play through multiple times and you can see how your choices matter. On a show like this, you have the show, you do the season, and then you can't go back and redo it and choose differently because the season's already played out. So it'd be really hard to determine if your choices actually mattered or not because you have nothing to compare them to. I mean, yeah. And just to remind you, if you're French, you have this kind of game by YouTuber Bob Lennon, <laughs> the books where all of your choices matters. One is coming in January, actually. Yeah, I guess it would be like a D&D session where it's like, oh, do your choices matter? I guess it really depends on yeah. the GM, but you would never know if yes. the GM was like, no, I'm guiding them and I was always going to play this plot line. Or if the GM's making it up on the fly, a good GM, you would never know how catered your experience was. And I think this will be very similar to that. I always wanted them to, to die in a hole like this by the side of the road for no reason. <laughs> the evil GM. <laughs> All right, and on that note, we'll move on to another hardware slash software story that caught my eye because I saw something. You would remember the famous Canadian YouTuber Linus Tech Tips or Linus Media. There was a bunch of controversy about them like two months ago, but they did a really interesting test, which basically found out as middle-aged gamers, gamers or PC gamers, right? If you're using more than one monitor, it affects your gaming performance, right? So like Adam, um, like I used to have a second monitor, right? Um, if you're using a monitor, uh, a second monitor, right? You're losing anywhere from 10 to 20% off in terms of frames per second on you. But that being said, right? We are middle-aged gamers. Um, you're, you do have the option, right? So if you're watching the video, uh, there are a bunch of ways you can do have like multiple monitors on your computer, right? So if you're using Windows 11, and you press, there's a key that you press, which surprisingly is, I have forgotten about, but you can have multiple virtual web desktops on Windows 11. So you could have your game here, you could have this here, you could have that here, that's one option. There's also, if you have a, a big TV, an extra big TV at home, you can connect that up to your computer, right? And as long as you're not playing multiplayer games, you're not playing Apex and you're not playing Titanfall 3 multiplayer, you can game on a big TV, right? Why people don't, why you have specialty 4K monitors is because of latency. But if latency doesn't matter, if you're playing an RTS or you're playing like a story game, like a Telltale game, it doesn't matter if there's like a 10, 15 millisecond latency time between a picture and what you're doing on your computer. 
it's actually quite doable and that gives you the advantage of of like a 50 inch screen you could have four monitors i know a guy who does that he has four separate virtual monitors on his big tv for work for games for something and it's pretty easy to do it and why i wanted to bring the story up is, is number one is yes having multiple monitors has a cost so two or three or four and you're just basically sucking up frames on your game if you have your game in the center monitor and you have your email open and your slack open and whatever else open a better solution in some cases might just be to have a really big tv and of course you sit the appropriate distance back and you set up virtual monitors within uh, windows 11. again uh, very easy to do now if you're a console gamer of course that is, is not doable at least i don't think so um, this is something interesting i just got a new monitor um, last week um, which is why i thought about it and my monitor has that, that that option on the hardware side to split this 4k 32 inch monitor into two 1080p monitors uh, that i can run separately from my graphics card to do things with um, which is useful because i do need because sometimes when i play games it's 5 or 6 a.m new york time and I still get Slack messages from the office in Europe. So it would be nice to have Slack open and I can still play my Valheim or my Starfield, which is what I was playing yesterday. That's it. No questions. So you're losing yes, resolution. Yes, of course, because if you're doing right? uh, multiple monitors, you're, you're, you're sizing it down. So I could have, I couldn't have two 4K screens at my one 4K screen. It would be two 1080p screens. And it, so having two 1080 virtuals would be less intensive than having yes, two 1080 you're, you're, monitors instead of, of your you're powering up your hdmi or probably your display port cable right you're powering two separate display port cables and when i say power in terms of gpu power which that's the test showed was that actually affects your fps as it also fixed your um, refresh rate issue because if you have multiple monitors you have to have multiple monitors of the same generation Otherwise, you're like me with one old monitor, which refreshes at 60 hertz, and one new monitor, which are 144, 160 hertz. But it has to align with the older that one sounds, in your yes. 60 Good hertz point. anyway. Good so, like me, yeah. So I'm going to have to wait like Adam with uh, Black Day Cells to get a monitor to adapt to nice. my new no, one. I, one thing I will say is... Yeah. I'm not yeah, using my should, TV downstairs. Should. Maybe I should grab um, Yeah, the... It's like a 65 inch TV. I just have a giant. Yes. Yeah, no, I miss 144 megahertz. I've had 4K 60. My old monitor was 4K 60. This monitor is 4K 60 because 4K more than 100 megahertz is probably about um, six, $700, unfortunately. And I don't want to spend that much money anymore, anyway. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why you wait for Black, you wait for Black Friday. All right, let's move. Or, or oh, yeah, that's entirely possible as well. Yeah. All right, Antoine, your second story for today. Absolutely. So I'm going to need uh, Adam's help here, or even you, if, if you will, because this is about Assassin's Creed Mirage. And I'm not a big Assassin's Creed fan or player. I just played Black Flag and I didn't even finish it. But Mirage has come out not too long ago, in which looked like everybody's indifference completely. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but everybody was so focused on Starfield and everything that I was like, Mirage came out already? Yeah, oh, fair enough. And it had a 77 score on Metacritic, I believe, which is not fantastic. It's not bad, right? It's not bad. But in terms of the Assassin's Creed series, it's the third lowest in the series tied with Syndicate. So I have two questions. 
if this is the third lowest, which one are one and two? I would guess one would be Creed Unity. Maybe Phil would know. Yes, yes. number one, it was widely criticized on release and because of its technical two problems. Would be, are we and including mobile, mobile Assassin's Creed's in the list? PC Assassin's Creed. I believe no. Number two, I would guess would be was before that. Ah, I, I couldn't guess number two. I don't know. Maybe Adam knows number two. As a tip, or a, it uh, it came out on the same day as Unity on an outdated outdated hardware, and it was terrible. Apparently, three. It's Assassin's Creed. Ah, yes. Rogue. Oh, Rogue. I, a lot of people like Rogue, though. Rated as the second lowest after Unity. Oh. And la last question after this one, how many games are in the I'll let Adam guess. Let's see, there's the one, three. In the main franchise. There's one, two, three, then there's Rogue, and then there's Black Flag, which was four, and then there's uh, Unity, and then there's the two, uh, there's Valhalla, and oh no, wait, there's Valhalla, and then there's Odyssey, and there's Origin, and I feel like I'm missing, oh no, wait, there were three in the Ezio, so that's another there 13 yes well done 13 he's <laughs> good so yeah mirage basically the main critics are on the storyline and characters I didn't play for a blade so i can't tell you exactly what issues there was but so storyline and characters were uh, criticized quite a lot and some people were thinking does that mean that ubisoft is gonna have to take a new take on assassin's creed but Likely no, because they already took a new take, because here's what's coming. Assassin's Creed Nexus VR, later this year. Mobile Assassin's Creed Jade, which is in development. There's apparently an ambitious life service project called Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is in the works. And finally, the two games, which are Codename Raid and Codename Red and Codename X. Will that change anything for Ubisoft? No. They're going to still print out a Assassin's Creed like it's a FIFA and make bongs and bugs out of it. So we'll see if what's going to change. But as a reminder, I think Adam talked well about it. Mirage was supposed to be the one which takes you back to the roots of Assassin's Creed, more like the old games. It did, apparently didn't work that much. So is it because it went back to the roots or because the storyline wasn't good or the characters were poorly written? Could be the case as well. I'm not sure exactly what the issue is, but if you were expecting that the fact that this one didn't work so well, so maybe Ubisoft is going to turn their coat, likely not because they are just already very well engaged in the next game and the next generation of uh, games. Yeah, we have Noble Cooper so, here in the chat saying they might need a, a third new take. <laughs> but yeah, I don't maybe, know why it's yeah, not successful. Likely. Yeah, because it's, I would say it's too early for it because it just came out what this week last week yeah last week yeah yeah some people are quick at playing these games if the yeah. characters were in, i don't know i don't know they say character problem with characters so maybe they are poorly written maybe they are starfielded like completely soulless people i don't know is the engine because the engine of assassin's creed should, shouldn't be that bad right so it should be pretty no. pretty nice and well rendered should be okay yeah, I don't know. No, I know they did nice. change some things. Because, for example, the character in this one is... Uh, and that's... he was in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And... Yeah, that's also that's, that's an issue that I talk with friends, that developers 
and producers have this kind of bad tendency to listen too much to the players of a social network. Because on social network, only the most vocal players talk, of course, which is about 5% of the actual base of players. So if you have an idea, go with it. Hold your balls, mate. Do You, you have a game in mind, do it. Stop looking at social media. Don't look at what customer wants, right? You tell them what you think is fun. And after that, they will tell you if it's a win, a win or a loss. But if you let people tell you what they want, you cannot be in their head. So you will never have the ex exact picture of what they have in their head. And, and there's 5,000, 10,000 million people behind the screens. They can't have a unified picture of what they want. You know what? You do a game, hold it, put it on the table, do what you want to do. And if you think it's fun, release it. Of course, for Assassin's Creed, it's more like, oh my God, we need to release one every year or every two years, otherwise we're going to stop making money. That's also one of the issues. I don't know what you guys think about it, and I know that I keep string other matters and the tangent over here, so Kieran's going to tell me that we have no time. But I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll end off. I'll defend the series. I think it's just poor timing, um, especially for our age and our segment. Like I've seen loads of games. Like Mirage came out. I'm like, oh my god, I really want to play it. I loved the original Assassin's Creed when it came out, and I'm not a stealth person, and that was really fun. But honestly, any game that's coming out, there's another game that has been on my Steam wish list, Mineko's Night Market. You know, that game has been coming soon on Steam for the last 18 months, and it just came out again. No, no press, no anything like that, because I'm enjoying Starfield, and unfortunately, I only get to play Starfield one hour a day four days a week because the other three days are other stuff that's it so Starfield will be my game until the end of this year so it's, it's just that I know plenty of people at least in the, the fintech financial services industry right they're not going to play anything outside they are people who are playing Valheim or playing these other games and it's just it's unfortunate that's the way for our age or our segment or our habits in terms of people that's all they're going to play and it's just people will play Mirage for sure, and people will like it. I know I'll, I'll like it. I don't care about the story. It was about the combat. It was about the way it worked. And, and I've seen reviews that people enjoyed it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Baghdad is beautiful. The way you can do parkour and stuff in Assassin's Creed and Mirage is the best it's ever been in any part of the series. So I, I'm honestly excited. It's on my Steam wish list. I should say it's on a wish list, and I will play it at some point in the future. Never, unless it goes up. And, but I think that's what game developers have to realize. For when you're going back to the original parts of the series, right? You have to take into account this. Who are the demographics? And the demographics are playing Starfield, playing Baldur's Gate three, and they don't have time to play a game while they're in trouble. And I also saw that it's cheaper. It's, it didn't release at full price. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, it. it I don't even know. Um, I want to look this up right now quickly. It's in and where is the price? Like, uh, Continue. Yeah, it is ninety Taiwanese dollars full release price. So that's that say something right there because I think and I also agree what you guys said is that a lot of modern players will be like, yeah, what? This is not an RPG. And of course, these guys don't will never buy it, will never play it, and this is meant for us in Democrat guy. Okay, and then Adam, I was well, I don't know I was going to say Antoine again. <laughs> Story number two. Adam, do you want to explain what residuals are for people who might not know? What do you think, Antoine? That's not surprising. We have been talking about how toxic and almost terrible the atmosphere and the work conditions are in the studio. 
there has been many scandal not even talking about women being peddlers and men just as a whole it was crunch time it was a lot of pressure a massive amount of turnover in the studios it's not it's not news and i think we talked about it in the past few months that some were trying to make it a better better working condition in some companies but even that apparently it's not enough if people are starting to unionize that means that what's being done by the companies is great we'll take it but it's just not enough so they feel the need to gather and there's a power in number as we say if the industry is not moving fast enough and making good working condition fast enough for them to continue working in there then unionize and force them do but that's just i'm french i wouldn't know about it yeah now as you guys know i'm i'm the voice just, of extreme please. liberalism yeah no we've seen this right what happened in the states with sag this only happened in the states i think this would happen in other areas of the world just later like Taiwan had its me too movement the last 12 months or so right and, and people i told this to my family wow you guys are late i'm like yeah this is how things filter in down through asia but the ai stuff is a big concern when it comes to that particular stuff like people are losing jobs copywriters are losing jobs because why would you pay money for somebody and and then people were like there was a guy and he came out with uh, his voice um, uh, tom hanks his voice was using a dental commercial right and it was regenerated and it's the same with Adam and Antoine, right? It's um, in Descript where I used to edit the podcast, right? Before I had to train Descript on my voice roughly about 10 minutes and sign a disclosure in order to regenerate my voice in times where I made a mistake, right? Now in Descript, I can regenerate Antoine and Adam's voice without their consent to fix the mistakes because that's where it has come, right? And that's where the, the industry in terms of editing and stuff, and that's just audio. At some point in the future, and I think probably in Q1 2024, I'll be able to fix Antoine or Adam's video mistakes, or if something glitches out or doesn't look good and have it to regenerate the frames and that not be Adam, but be the virtual representation of Adam and Antoine. I think going back to, to sort of Adam's topic, as well the CD Project Red story, I think it's fantastic, but it's not far enough. There needs to be a union for all game employees because it's just as Adam pointed out, you can just get rid of a portion of you. Um, game employees, we've heard about the Lord of the Rings project, Lord of the Rings Gollum, right? They talked about AI being used there. This, it has to, not even just about AI, games industry as a whole is really, really fickle, really intense. Again, going back to Deadly Entertainment and you know, Lord of the Rings Gollum, right? They were, stories came out this week, hey man, these guys were mistreated as usual in the games industry. They were not paid well, they were forced overtime and the only way to fix this is unions. And if that means we're going to be paying more money, then we pay more money. And I know that's bad because I remember at 20 something year old, I could not afford money to buy any games. So that sucks, but it's, it's what's going to happen, right? Like with the UAW strike in Detroit and States, they are estimating costs for electric cars for four. Some of the other major automakers will go up between 1500 to $5,000 per car because of the, the deal that was reached, right? So that now I think it would be like $150 per hour for an, a worker working in a, in a factory in four or something like that, or the cost to the company, I should say. They're probably not making $150 an hour, but one of the line unions are good, but they're not good enough in terms of the game industry. I hope they make more progress and hopefully soon because it's just, it's such a tiring work job and so much tiring work and so many hours put in. 
and especially in Asia, Asia with like Square Enix, some of these other companies, uh, people in Asia work a lot and, and they need more protections. All right. And then I was going to say it's Anton again, but no, it's actually me. All right. My second story for today is again, another hardware story, two in a row, which always makes me happy. Lots of people are thinking school's started. You might have a kid. Oh my God, my computer's not running great. I need a new computer. Or you're upgrading. Adam's going to be upgrading. Ah, I really need a new computer. What should I get? And as usual, we're going for, for the AMD equivalent. Um, because Intel is, is unfortunately still more expensive, though it is the best for gaming. Though as middle-aged gamers, you are also middle-aged workers. And what a lot of you are comparing are the mid-range AMD components, which is your AMD 3600X, which I will remind you now, that's two generations ago. So there'll be a picture on the video, there'll be a picture on the live stream, which basically shows you the difference, right? The price is actually, it's, it's funny, right? If you're looking at the picture, the two generations ago process is actually more expensive than the one generation ago processor, right? The uh, 3600 is $252. Um, AMD is currently on their latest generation is the 7000 series process. That is what I would suggest you buy, but if you've really dead set and buying a processor, the 5600 is definitely the better choice. Again, it comes down to the big factor is smaller die size, right? And even smaller than Intel, right? Intel is still stuck on seven or 11 nanometer and a 5600 is a five nanometer processor, smaller die size, uh, less electricity usage, less heat usage. So it's definitely more value for you. And, and as always, right, it means you could get to go up in terms of higher speed. Uh, you get higher L2 or L3 cache. Your L2 or L3 cache is the, the thing that's sort of the layer in between your CPU and your GPU and the rest of the stuff in your computer. The bigger it is, the more stuff your computer can do at the same time. So that's always a factor in, but yeah, basically if you think about buying a 5600 or 3600, don't buy a 5600. And ideally, um, which is what I hope Adam will do, is he'll buy a 7000 series processor because it is better. 7000 series processors support DDR5, but I'm sure Adam's, what's it, Adam, Antoine's new computer? Did you get DDR5, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Anyone like me, right, we're running DDR4, DDR5, was shown to have a 10% increase in gaming performance. It's definitely worth the extra money, not to mention just for gaming, but also for work, because DDR5, the frequency is like starts, like mine's 3200, DDR5 will start at 3600 in terms of 3600 megahertz, so it operates much faster and goes all the way up to 8000 megahertz. So your RAM will run faster than your actual CPU, right? For DDR5 at some point, if you're rich enough anyway. But yeah. If you're getting a new CPU, ideally 7,600. If you want to go save yourself a little bit of money, go for 5,600, but make sure you get a motherboard that supports the new line of AMD CPUs. That's it for my story. Okay, and then we're moving on to Antoine's third story. Actually, so. that'd be Antoine and Adam's story because we actually chose the same. And it, yeah, that's not surprising because we are talking about PS5. That last week, I told you about the Spider-Man bundle coming out with the Spider-Man 2 game at the end of October. And here, Sony has announced two, not just one, but two new PS5 console. Of course, it's the one with and the, the one with the disc and the one digital. And the little things is, what's the new? They are slimmer and there's a deta detachable disc drive. The with the disc cost $499, 500 bucks, uh, and the digital version is 450. 
you can buy if you are short 50 bucks you can buy the digital and later buy the uh, extra cd and attach it the disk drive and attach it to your digital version same as spider-man if you do this you're gonna end up paying more it's cheaper just to take the 500 bucks uh, ps5 as you have very likely noticed it's not called ps5 slim it's still just called ps5 so is it replacing the ps5 i don't know but if it does the yes so it's replacing it the impact is 50 dollars more because the, digi the previous digital version was 399 so 400 bucks now it's 450. so because it's slimmer and you have the option of detachable disk drive the price went up so that's yeah and it doesn't come up with a stand the stand is you can purchase a stand for a vertical stand sorry separately they made a couple of little difference where about the eject button which is easier to find visually at don't have a PS5, so I don't know what's the problem with the eject, uh, disk eject button on the current PS5. Maybe I, Adam can tell me. But basically, yeah, that's it. It's the same PlayStation, apparently slimmer, but it's just pictures. I don't know how much slimmer it is. And detachable disk drive, which I, I see the point if you're a digital version and you want to get a, di a disk drive onto it. If you already have a disk version, I don't see why you would take it out. But all of this makes it 50 bucks more expensive. Yay! Why, at this rate, last question before, and maybe Adam, you will tell me, but at this rate, wouldn't it be just better to wait for a PS5 Pro? True. Yes. Maybe they had a poll saying that people prefer it horizontal. Yeah. Quick question, actually, because I had a friend who has a PS5 and says that it's overheating quite easily, and that's why he has this stand with the fan on. Do you have this issue as well? Because I'm wondering if this new version would be, wouldn't overheat, and maybe that's why you don't need a stand with a fan, or I don't know. Let's hope these new ones won't have an issue at all. And when you play a PS5, you usually have the AC on, right? So maybe that's why you never have an overheating problem, right? It's not like when I play computer games here, like I, I, you, I would say sometimes don't turn on and it gets hot in, in my computer. Or, uh, without it. So maybe that's why maybe some people are playing their PS5 with, oh, wow. Adam, any gaming stories you want to talk about? You didn't have a third story, but anything that's on the top of your mind. I think that's a smart move because you look at Xbox Game Pass again, we always talk about it on the show. It's because Xbox went around and got the acquisitions and Antoine sent us a line which is Starcraft, Warcraft on Game Pass, right? So now if you're a game, you're like, wow, I'm getting EA game access. I'm getting um, Blizzard, Activision catalog, I'm getting all this stuff for Game Pass, right? And that, as Adam mentioned, dilutes the value of all these other before offerings, right? But that is like how you get people on your platform. And that's, again, going back to financial metrics, right? DAU, right? Daily active uses. That's something you tell your investors. Yes. Last month on September, 2023, I had 56 million people on my platform. These are people who could potentially spend revenue, and this is why you should give me boatloads of money so I can continue to invest. Right? So I think even if Crunchyroll and ends up being a, a loss loser, it's still going to be something that somebody can say yes, because we've got Crunchyroll, more people are buying Playstations and or subscribing to PS Plus, the higher tier, because they want to watch anime. Even I remember like the PlayStation Four at some point. I remember seeing in my 30s was like a device that was suggested on a very popular forums, AV forums, 
to say this is the best media device console you could get compared to an Xbox, compared to a Nintendo. Of course, like Nintendo is nothing. So maybe that's Sony's role is because now Microsoft's leaning very heavily into gaming. Maybe Sony's going to say, we're going to be the all-in-one device. You can watch your movies, you can watch your anime on there. And yeah, that, that's the unique offering. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and I'll end up with my last story very quickly. My last story is Animal Crossing, the game that I've always wanted to play. And I played it and I was like, wow, this is amazing, super relaxing, very fun, very very much like Harvest Moon, very much like Stardew Valley, very much the kind of game Stardew Valley got me into. But yeah, they're releasing their own Lego sets. And again, not surprising when it comes from Nintendo. Nintendo did Mario Lego sets. And again, this is just a rumor, but you watch the video. Yeah, why would they release a trailer which shows Lego versions of the Animal Crossing characters if there was not going to be a Lego set that came out with it? The Mario Lego sets came out and they did really well. They're still in the stores here in Taiwan. If I had... If I didn't want to buy a C comic book Lego sets, I would probably buy Myro Lego sets or Animal Crossing Lego sets. But if you're an Animal Crossing fan or you're just a collector for cool gaming stuff, this is something to keep an eye out on. This is probably the basic Mario Lego set when it came out was roughly about $35 to $50. And there were multiple sets. You'd end up spending, when the Mario sets came out, you'd end up spending about $200 for all the basic sets. So you probably want to keep an eye out for that. But yeah, if you're into Animal Crossing and you like Lego, this is something to keep an eye out for. Or you could just be like me, right? Look at the Tumblr right over there, which, oh God, this is really hard to do backwards. <laughs> I've had this for, God, a year and I have not built it. And it's probably going to stay in the box forever until I die. Yeah, so if you... I do. And I do have, like, when I come back from... Uh, Zurich in November, I have a week off. The company has given everyone a week off. So I'll have a week off to do nothing. So that will be the week that I'm, I'll maybe, I'm going to try and do an Adam stream. And Adam has, does awesome stuff with the Legos, like stream. You guys should check that out. Um, but I'll probably try and, do, yeah, I'll, I'll try to do that um, and, and build myself my Tumblr. I was telling Anton as well, they have the full 20,000 piece Tumblr Batman vehicle from the, the Dark Knight trilogy in Costco for about $200 or so. Maybe that might be something to consider, but I think... After watching Adam build his rocket for like hours and hours, I don't think I want to spend six hours building Lego. And while they are doing Animal Crossing, yeah, while they are doing Animal Crossing in Lego, I'm still waiting for my Lego Mass Effect. That would be cool. The big Normandy yeah, or I, 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 Lego Warhammer. Can you imagine? You know the Battlefleet Gothic, the Warhammer. Imagine cool, this big yes. Warhammer ship, spaceship. Bah, I, and that's where they didn't do it because Games Workshop gives a license to anyone. So Lego come up with so a Games Workshop I can license. imagine they'd be like a little bit too far towards this. As a special edition, one of like a, a one of super super big Feast of McCrag, big version or ah that'd be I know I'm dreaming anyway. Spaceship for our age group especially because Lego was oh, Lego was used to be so cheap when we were kids. Now every time I look at Lego prices, I'm like, oh my god. That's the price of two sticks of nice yes. RAM. That's the price of, I, I know, a two terabyte SS. I just, it's, it's never gone before I was. I, yeah, don't you guys remember Lego being cheap when we were kids? I know we weren't buying it, of course, but I remember going so. into a store and so we, we have a Dutch store called Macro in South Africa when I was a kid. And I remember walking, I'm like, oh man, this is a big set. It was like 500 South African rands, which would be a thousand thousand dollars, which would be 30 US dollars. And... Like, oh, that's cool. But now, like, a big set is like, what? 
add an extra zero to the three hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, easy. Yeah, but no, that's also true back then. Is like it was cheaper then, but it was also a lot of money, right? Like they say in Chinese, right? Tongpong or like inflation. Anyway, gents, thank you very much as always for being here today and taking time to do the podcast. Audience, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us, watching the videos. As you're uh, because some of our long videos don't fit the, the, the Twitter lens, we're not posting on Twitter too much, but um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube are still the best places to find us. Um, all the long forms are going there. We are, as you guys know, we've talked about this sort of indirectly. We're trying to improve our watch time to get into the YouTube partnership program because that also allows us to reach out to advertisers in a different way. We're still experimenting. So keep an eye out for more long form videos. If you are shorts fans, you're like, yeah, please guys keep doing the shorts and let us know. We'd love to hear about that. But for the moment, we're going to do another week of long form content. Adam's been doing amazing work on the thumbnails. My favorite one has been the Batman thumbnail that he did when Anton talked about Batman last week. That should be coming out. Yes, that was awesome. Really? Yeah, that was amazing yeah. work. Keep an eye out for the thumbnails. Nice little need to schedule them out on Instagram, just the thumbnails. But yeah. That's it, and we will see you guys same time next week for more stories, more news, and more games. Take care. Bye-bye.